Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Vote, Vote, Vote. This Tuesday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. I hope oh. everybody out there is safe and sane. And then after you're done voting, you can contact all your friends, family, you know, people that you think might be informed, or you can help inform them and then uh, get them to turn out and vote. Oh, you betcha, man. Well, it is 9 o'clock in the morning, Tuesday, voting day, November 8th, ladies and gentlemen. And you definitely have got a handful of hours left over before those ballots need to be postmarked and turned into the elections office. And if you want to do it the safest way possible hand carry it to the elections office and turn it in by hand (laughs) right and they've got uh they've got a drop box uh, there at the elections office but i also believe there's a uh a mail drop right there at the elections off county elections office on gardner avenue there and you can uh, drop that uh, right at the front doors and no, there hasn't been any local sightings of armed election box watchers so don't worry about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about it. Just just get those ballots turned in. But boy, in. I tell you what, you know, I mean, as a result of the last couple of election cycles with the shenanigans and whatnot that have been reported and suspected, no wonder there are reports of people that are armed guarding and surveilling election drop boxes nowadays. Well, you, you'd hope Not that, a surprise at all. You'd hope that there's some kind of security around those drop boxes just so that, you know, people isn't, aren't stuffing things in there that don't belong you know people aren't damaging the drop boxes or trying to get in there and you know deface ballots that kind of thing yeah you betcha all right a little bit of inspiration and then we're gonna chug right on ladies and gentlemen in what we keep a collection of interviews by bill shapiro each person tells of a single item that holds such importance and joy that he or she would never part with it this caused me to reflect on the possessions that mean the most to me and bring me joy One is a simple 40-year-old recipe card in my mom's handwriting. Another one of my grandma's pink teacups. Other people may value treasured memories, a compliment that encouraged them, a grandchild's giggle, or a special insight that they gleaned from Scripture. What we often keep stashed away in our hearts, though, are things that have brought us great unhappiness, anxiety hidden but easily retrieved. Anger below the surface, but ready to strike. Resentment silently corroding the core of our thoughts. The Apostle Paul addressed a more positive way to think in a letter to the church at Philippi. He encouraged the people of the church to always rejoice, to be gentle, and to bring everything to God in prayer. Paul's uplifting words on what to think about helps us to see that it's possible to push out dark thoughts and allow the peace of God to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's when the thoughts that fill up our minds are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, and praiseworthy, that we keep his peace in our hearts. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving God. Guide our thoughts this day as you hold our hearts and life in your care. 
In your son's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is election day, Tuesday, November 8th. It is called the midterms. This is normally the time of the season, if you will, when we're talking about a referendum on the party in power. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> uh, has uh, happened in the past a lot of times. Not always, but you know, definitely you look at the condition of our country, security, crime, you know, the who our enemies are right are watching looking right over our shoulder man we're talking about the chinese we're talking about the russians oh my word Uh, i think we're talking also about the global elitists that fund a lot of political campaigns yeah so because i think they're they're enemies to democracy right (laughs) you Uh, bet definitely enemies to a constitutional representative republic because uh they'd like to purchase politicians and of course we see that at the federal level we see it at the state level we don't often see it at the local level so much, not the global elitists anyhow, but we do see lots of money being poured into these political campaigns. But I think we could just look at the Spokane County voters pamphlet here in a minute and we'll just kind of go through it on most of the races here, kind of discuss it. But I think, you know, looking at the federal level, you know, we're our district anyhow, we're in the fifth congressional district here. I know that there'd be, you know, some listeners would like us to go through some North Idaho and as well as maybe central and western Washington, but I just don't think we have the time today. So, you know, looking at the federal level, Mike, the the ad campaigns that have gone on looking at the U.S. Senate race for Tiffany Smiley and Patty Murray. Yeah, they're already calling that race probably one of the most expensive in Washington state history. And and it's unreal the amount of money. It's, you know, they kind of, basically Patty Murray's been a fixture. The Democrats have owned those seats for so long. And you know, what Tim I mean if you sit down and think about it we the taxpayers since Patty Murray has been in office we have paid her approximately 4.8 million dollars in compensation and salary okay as a U.S. senator for 30 years of service and she's got nine bills to show for it nine nine bills in in over 30 years yep 4.8 million bucks in in paychecks to patty murray that we've paid and we got nine bills to show for it but how much money has the taxpayers paid to special interests i mean obviously a ton more i'm sure obviously uh plant parenthood's a big supporter of patty Mm -hmm. murray's obviously you know these uh you've got these different organizations out there like league of women voters that have filed lawsuits locally well at the state level to do certain things and and other places around the country so we've basically doled out a lot of money on behalf of the the taxpayers through Patty Murray. You know, when you're talking about uh, all the spending, all the printing of the money, all of these bills that they've done to just, you know, throw money out into the COVID economy. And now we're facing all this inflation. But the other inflation that we're facing is how are we going to be represented if political campaigns are in the 20 million, 30 million, 40, 50 million dollars worth of spending. I know that just last week they had gone ahead and said that Patty Murray was concerned, the you know, Democrats were concerned about the race, so they put another like 4 million dollars just for 
additional marketing in the last week before the uh, election. Right. And I think all told, Tim, we're probably going to see a number that for this particular Senate race, upwards of about 25, maybe 26 million when it's all said and done. Now, is that each candidate? (laughs) No, that's supposed to be for the race. So so you look at that amount of money. But even so, I mean, that's a ton of money. I mean, just before we went on the air, you and I were commenting to each other about how many mailers we've been getting every day. Every day. And sometimes a couple of times, two and three mailers from the same candidate on a single day. Yeah. And you and me, we've been candidates. We've been there and done that. And I can tell you, it costs thousands of dollars to target a council district with a mailer. Right. So can you imagine these state reps have got to do their legislative districts? Or or if you're looking at congressional uh, race, it's it's going to be the fifth congressional district. County seats when you're talking about uh, hundreds of thousands of voters. You're talking um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. It's a ton of money. And and so they they talk about taxing the rich. I think they should tax political campaigns almost. At this point, there's so much money that just gets infused and spent everywhere and dumped in a short period of time. So you think about it yourself as a voter and, you know, you've got, you know, a number of different political issues and candidates on your ballot and you think about your ballot. Okay. So taxpayers pay the you know, what, a dollar fifty, two dollars per ballot, then mailing charges, and then, of course, return mailing for a lot of them. You know, so it's an expensive process just having an election in the hundreds of thousands of dollars oh, per, yeah. per district. And then you look at the political campaigns, the amount of money they're spending, and you look at all the advertising, the marketing, the text messages that you get on your phone, the emails that you receive, the, you know, the, the physical mail that you receive, and then the ads on your TV that you see if you watch TV or the, or the ads on social media, on your social media sites. And each voter could be, you know, about $100, $200 just to get you to turn in your ballot. Yeah, Once you start you adding up all of the money spent throughout those political campaigns. So Tiffany Although Smiley. T- I will tell you, though, you know, one thing that I've definitely seen a lack of ads on, and that would be the likes of Facebook, believe it or not. Yeah. I mean, I would see the little Facebook posts there, you know, have you voted? Have you registered? But I haven't seen any candidate ads. And I think that that's got everything to do with old sideshow Bob Ferguson. Well, Bob, yeah, Bob you know? Ferguson and, and the uh, fines that Facebook ended up having to pay Washington State. It was it was pretty steep. Pretty but, significant. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. Several millions of dollars. Yeah, a lot of money. So, yeah, why take the ad money? But, you know, you, you and I also know that if you want to take out a political ad, whether it's the newspaper, billboards, all of those ad prices, you know, if you want to do an ad on the radio, the ad prices that pay as a business, most businesses don't realize that during the political season, a politician wanting to get their ads, it's almost twice the price. Oh, yes, it is. It's a huge dollar amount. Big time. So, you know, these political campaigns, obviously, they've got to get their message out so that voters know who they are because there's not a whole lot of information in the voters pamphlet itself. But, you know, the campaigns also have websites if people want to go visit their websites. You've got lots of different nonprofits out there, whether they're funded by Democrats, funded by, you know, private entities, whatever it is. There's a lot of ways that you can find out about who to vote for. I think it's ridiculous how much money goes into the political process where these, you know, representatives, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, 
end up spending two, three, four, five, ten times what their actual salary will be getting the job just in political ads, not including the third party that is, you know, what do they call the independent expenditures, right. yeah. putting tons of money into these political ads. So, so going back to Tiffany Smiley and uh, Patty Murray, obviously, I'm not voting for Patty Murray. I don't know that, Mike. You? No, no, no. no. So I think that's going to be a close race. Lots and I, of people you know, talking I about love, it. I love her new slogan: "A new mom in town." New mom in town. Yeah, you bet. Or the new mom in town. Yeah, because Patty Murray always tried to play that. What the the, the mom in tennis shoes? The, the mom in in tennis shoes. Yep. So definitely, that's going to be a, a race to watch. It'll be interesting. I, I'll be excited just to see some change. Because I, I, looking down the ballot, I wish we could just have different people in office. And even for some of the Republican seats where I know that people have a decent voting record, kind of, or whatever, it'd be nice to just see different people where it's not this constantly where they're just politicians from, you know, their 20s, they, like they never had a real job. We talk about like Joe Biden. What was the last job he had? We talked about Marcus Riccelli. Did he ever work in the private sector other than at senior froggies? Other than at senior froggies. Yeah. I mean, so we have all these politicians that they, you know, get a legislative aid spot right out of college or, or what have you trades. They don't go to trade school. They go to, you know, leadership institutes for sure. political people. Sure. And when, and, you know, and then when Marcus isn't in, in session, I have seen him working as the the assistant center director at the Northeast Community Center. Right, right. So it's always government. And then there's the placeholder jobs. And then there's, there's you know, whether it's Republican or Democrat, we've seen it on both sides where they're getting a salary from the taxpayer to do, you know, representative work, whether they're in the House or the Senate or some other position. Oh, but, you mean like Amber Waldruff, who ended up taking a placemaker job so that uh, she can rest on her haunches until uh, it was time to run for county commissioner? Right, exactly. Yeah, running yeah. the uh, some uh, nonprofit program over at the northeast community center yeah the zone project yeah. yeah and 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 we hear about those and of course a lot of folks know that they're they call those placeholder positions so exactly. it's politicians that uh, aspiring politicians or, or if they're in between elected positions there's these entities that get government funding that they can go and be the director of or or the resource manager you know whatever they create a position or they've just put them in a position so that they can have a uh, basically a taxpayer funded salary exactly uh, until yeah. they uh, go back into a, a political position with their you know respective political party. But we see it from both sides and and think that the economy the the stuff that we see coming at us here in the short future maybe even up to ten years to try to recover from the madness that we've you know thrown money around and wasted money and taxpayer resources. I think that it's going to have to change. I think we're going to have to cut the size of government, cut the number of placeholder positions, and maybe cut some of the politicians off that want to be lifetime politicians and bring in some new blood. But uh, we're going to have to take a break. We're going to talk a little bit more about all these politicians and who to vote for when we get back. You're looking at your ballot and realize you need more information about candidates and issues. There are two organizations that you can check out. The Citizens Alliance for Property Rights. Check them out at www.capr.us. And then, We Believe We Vote is also a great source from the Christian perspective on candidates and issues, so log on to www.webelievewevote.com. Again, that's www.capr.us and www.webelievewevote.com. 
And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Vote, 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 this Tuesday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. Now, if you notice, there was no political ad during the break, Mike. <laughs> we didn't, there's no, because we don't get paid money to shill for politicians at the Right Spokane Perspective, and we can't politically advertise because of the... I think it's not just that we don't really what the eighty six thousand IRS agents that are out there now. <laughs> I thought it was eighty seven thousand, but, but we're not we're not funded by these political organizations. No, we are but not. we have done a lot of marketing for the vote. Yes, a we lot have. of getting people to turn out to vote. We've talked about uh, Citizens Alliance for Property Rights. They're at caper.us as a resource. We believe we vote for a resource. And we've interviewed a ton of candidates. And folks, we are a listener-supported show. That's why we were inviting all those candidates to come on. Of course, some of them didn't respond and didn't want to come on the show. That's correct. But, you know, if there's any question about who to vote for, if you're a Right Spokane Perspective listener, you've heard from a good number of the candidates. And the reason why we've been able to do that is because you have supported the Right Spokane Perspective by at the end of the month or, or whenever, when you're paying those bills, you send that check off to Fagan LLC, P.O. Box 7620-99207. Again, Fagan LLC, P.O. Box 7620-99207, because you've helped support us doing this show, bringing on those politicians or aspiring politicians. And we've also, you know, had a lot of community groups on, like we will again tomorrow with whatever girls. So, you know, keep supporting the Right Spokane Perspective, and we'll keep on uh, giving you this coverage. So, first half. We do have a little bit of a faux pas in the election process here. And what we need to do is we need to let everybody out there know that for the Secretary of State race, ladies and gentlemen, you've got an independent and an appointed deputy. Democrat that is running for those positions, please, if you can, you need to do a write-in on that particular race, and you need to write in Mr. Brad Clippert, K-L-I-P-P-E-R-T. Brad Clippert goes in as a write-in on the Secretary of State race. Yeah, Washington Secretary of State. Yeah, Brad, you've you've got to circle that write-in spot, that third option, the write-in spot, and then you have Brad Clippert, B-R-A-D, K-L-I-P-P-E-R-T. So, you know, because really, we this is the first time in a very, very long time that we have not had a Republican option or any kind of conservative option for the Secretary of State. So we've got, you know, basically a leftist and then a really leftist. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Is my understanding how that how that's working out. Okay, so we settled the Tiffany Smiley race in the first half, and then we need to just be sending Patty Murray down the road. I think she's well earned her retirement. We'll just say absolutely. It. I think that's a nice way to do it. She's already earned her retirement. She spent t- you know three decades. You know she could have retired twice. Actually, she, in my opinion, she could have retired before she started. Well, but- and let me go ahead and remind the listeners. I mean, this is called the midterms, ladies and gentlemen. This once again is a referendum on the party in power. That's right. And we all know what has been going on the last couple of years with the COVID lockdowns, with the recession, with the tinkering with the transitory inflation and you know now that we've got war going on in the ukraine and you can't tell me that we the united states of america is not involved in this thing are you kidding we Uh, are financing it come on well we're financing it with shutting off our energy and we're buying oil from other countries that buy their oil from Russia. So the reason why the price is so high is because we've got to pay all the middlemen in between. <laughs> and, then, and then we empty our 
our strategic reserves and sell a bunch of it to China. Yeah, no so, kidding. So, you know, the inflation is... Uh, and that is a, the Democrats and the Biden administration, ladies and gentlemen. It is. And and the inflation is a politically caused problem, obviously. The cost of living, the, the condition of our legal system, our, you know, open borders, you know, all of those things are a reflection of what we've allowed those who are in elected power to do to us, as well as the FBI and the bureaucrats and all the other people that are putting on political pressure. So we need strong representatives. And so we have the fifth congressional district race that's on our ballot here locally. And we have a known commodity in Kathy McMorris Rogers. We know how she votes. A lot of folks out there are not a huge fan of Kathy McMorris Rogers, but I have to remind them she's votes more conservative than any other representative in Washington state at the U S level. So I think that we've got the individual running against Kathleen McMorris Rogers, who is a Marxist and a communist folks, right? If you want to expand the size of the squad, yep. I think is that I think that's kind of her political leanings is she would probably jump right into the political spa with AOC all out crazy yep. and, and the rest of the squad members. So obviously Kathy McMorris Rogers should probably get your vote unless you want to, you know, talk about critical race theory and gender ideology in the fifth congressional district for the next few years. <laughs> no so, doubt. And then okay, so what what other races do we got? We talked about Secretary of State. Oh yeah, there is the one special proposition one that is in the city of Spokane. Okay, now that's so the last the, one on your ballot. That's the yep. on the back of the ballot last one, Proposition One. You bet, uh, and that is a big time no vote. That is a no vote, ladies and gentlemen. What that is is that is the council president and the rest of the left leaning council majority in the city of Spokane now changing the charter so that the the city attorney is now an elected individual well, would be if this passes yeah would be if this if this particular proposal and the reason passes. why they want that is because you know they don't want to have to have you know the mayor's office hire an attorney which is why the city council already spent more taxpayer money they've quadrupled the city council budget in the last several years yes they have and so they've added more staff members they've added equity diversity whatever committees with hired staff to make sure that all the racist issues out there i i Still not finding all these racist people they're talking about, but obviously they've spent money on that. They've spent money on hiring their own attorney in, uh, well, Lisa Brown's husband, well, right? Well, I understand that he's ended up moving on now. Right, he's, but he took the position yeah, initially. He did. And these are not these are not cheap positions where they're just uh, serving the community out of the kindness of their heart. I think they're paying them pretty well. Yeah. And so that that just more taxpayer money so that then the city attorney can argue with the other city, the city council attorney. (laughs) So we we as taxpayers are paying multiple attorneys to argue, you know, amongst themselves, amongst themselves uh, (laughs) and and play politics, really. And and that's the thing. So an elected city attorney would just be playing politics. And then the left, what they can do, because we typically elect conservative mayors here in Spokane. Not always. I mean, we've had mayors that were not conservative or even centrist, if you will. Right. Because I think maybe more centrist than conservative in in some mayors that we've had. But then it would be, it would politicize the 
legal counsel for our city government. So our city legal would probably get more ensnared in political issues rather than city business. So yeah, big no on proposition one in my view. So what else do we have on the ballot? So the other, the other very, very key and important race that we've got to be considering ladies and gentlemen is County auditor. We're talking about Bob McCaslin against Vicki Dalton. As we had already previously reported a couple of shows ago, we know that Vicki Dalton is out there beating the drum for some of that dark money because a little bit of that dark money did come into Spokane County to help out Vicki Dalton. You know, yeah. oh, oh, big, big nasty mailer against Bob McCaslin. Oh, he's way too extreme to be county auditor. Well, this is coming from, uh, let's see, what is it? ODP Washington. It came out of 611 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, uh, in Washington, DC. And so I, why is our County? These are the guys politics? that like playing with photographs, man. Cause right. they, they couldn't find a goofy photograph of Bob McCaslin. So they took his legislative photograph and they made his face whiter than his white shirt. White, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Whiter than snow. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, obviously this right here, if I was in a, didn't know anything about elections at all, except for the fact I'm tired of big money in politics, because that's somewhere where I've been at for a while. I just said that the printer, the printer really screwed up that mailer. Yeah, <laughs> that's I what say, I would have said. Yeah, the printer messed up the mailer, maybe, especially that photo. But Bob McCaslin is too extreme to be county auditor. Come I, on, I, folks. I, Bob I, McCaslin was a kindergarten teacher, folks. Yeah. <laughs> well, and all I have to do is look at who paid for it. And, you know, they, and and here's the other thing. So this, this big, you know, money group that's out of Washington, D.C., they addressed it to my house address, but did you know what? They didn't address it to my name. (laughs) They just called me our friends our friends oh, and then boy. my address i'm not your friend you're as far as your political enemy if you're in dc and you're spending money on my local elections you're my political enemy <laughs> so you know they would have lost my vote anyway so i'm voting bob mccaslin but uh, we have county races too now right. uh, you and i have been uh, moved around politically as far as council districts legislative districts but we've got about three minutes left so we'll just fly on through that you know we've got county commissioner district one with kim please yeah. and and then a Democrat. <laughs> we'll just go that yeah, route. There you go. Then we have Commissioner District, excuse me, Commissioner District two with Michael Cathcart and then uh, Amber Waldruff, who already has a job with government money, my understanding. Right. Uh, and, and, and a uh, Democrat. And apparently they like her in that position. And so we'll just have to go for the Republican again. And then we have Josh Kearns, who we did not have on the air on our show running for County Commissioner District 3 and Wild Bill Schreiner, who states no party affiliation. Um, he was sure wild, wasn't he? And he was <laughs> wild, wild Bill Schreiner, pretty wild on the on. But, you know, he was angry because government was, uh, you know, messing with him, having trouble trying to utilize his property. So sure. I know that most Republicans are going to be going for uh, Josh Kearns and Wild Bill Schreiner. I don't know if he's going to garner uh, Democrat votes or not. But I would think that's where the Democrats would go in this cycle. Okay, so County Commissioner District Number 4, you've got Mary Cooney, who I guess we haven't had on the show. And then Paul Brian Noble, who's been on several times. So, folks, go back, listen to this show, make up your own mind. They're both running as Republicans. County Commissioner District 5, you've got Maggie Yates, who is, my understanding, extremely left. Yes, Marxist and communist also. As well as, yeah, a Democrat and an attorney. So, (laughs) you know, or maybe used to be an attorney. I'm not sure whether the current law license 
Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. But anyways, uh, she's all about social justice. So I know the Republicans and people that want to see government look like the government that we're supposed to have will probably be voting for Al French. And of course, there's another guy that's been in politics a long time, but he's a known quantity. We know how he's going to vote. We know he's pro-business because that's kind of his big thing as a uh, architect is, you know, bringing in more business jobs and industry. So then we have, well, Tom Conus is is running. Unopposed. uh, uh, Unopposed. We've got County auditor we just covered but i'll tell you you know we definitely need to get tom conus into the studio here because i would definitely like to get an explanation from him with regard to property assessments valuations yeah, how quickly will those and value- property a- a- taxes as the inflationary economy and just seeing the the fed tick up interest rates you were starting to see housing values or sales drop exactly uh, how quickly are those new assessments going to be reassessed to Bring us back to reality of what we're, you know, is my house really worth what they say it's worth? I couldn't sell it for that, <laughs> especially not in six months. And and that's the other things the Democrats are going to do is they are going to uh, demonize the Republicans with the failed economy. And it's like, wait a minute, especially in Washington state, the Democrats have been in control for a long time. And of right. course, they're raising our taxes everywhere. So flying through really quick, uh, we got Larry Haskell for prosecutor. We've got John Knowles, Wade Nelson, both running as Republicans for sheriff, Michael Bumgardner. What are you running against them? And then the judges, there's a lot of them that are not opposed, but I guess we're going for Ginny's opponent is what we're told is yep, the, you the better choice in the one race. And then Deanna Kroll in, in the other race for district court judge. And uh, that's all the time we have for today. Oh, unfortunately. But there again, ladies and gentlemen, what is your primary mission today? Vote, vote, vote. Let's get the job done, ladies and gentlemen. All of that being said, Mike and Tim are out of here today. We'll be back at you and in your face again tomorrow. Bye-bye.